0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go,
1: grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Michael, we've got a question here. I almost feel like we need your wife here at the table. It's true. I'll just channel my inner Brienne. So our question for today is, is depression a sin?
0: Yeah, and should... Should I overstep my boundaries on this? I'll give a, a simple, short, sweet answer that I think she would agree with, and you can chime in and feel okay. free to disagree with my wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't put me I there. Know, right? The answer is maybe. Maybe, sometimes, yep. possibly, but not necessarily always. Right.
0: So there is the, this reality that the thinking theologian has to parse, which is all things that don't function well happen because of sin in the world. Not necessarily a sin that we've done. No, but but just the reality of sin in the world affects our right, bodies. And, right. And so without sin, I wouldn't be aging. Without sin, I wouldn't have depression. Without sin,
1: there'd I'm be I'm glad you're having these problems and it's not me. I know. You're, 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 you're aging. You're, yes. you're okay Oh my goodness. Apparently I'm not. <laughs> I just made my own I just made my own memoji, which
0: is uh, oh, on yeah. the uh, on the new iPhones and And you have the opportunity when you make a picture of yourself, like your own avatar, if Uh you will, to like age yourself. And it's like, oh no, how old am I? (laughs) But um, so so we have to say on the front end, is depression a sin? I think what the person is asking is, okay, if I or somebody I know is experiencing depression, does that necessarily mean that I have done something wrong?
1: Yeah. So what we're talking about is, is it a sin or is it a result of sin? Right. So
0: for sure, we can say it is a result of of sin. sin. Now, let's just take that out of the equation for a moment. There are some decisions that we make that will lead us down a path of depression. Yes. And so the depression, I think my wife would say this, for some people, depression is a warning signal. Uh, It's a warning signal that there are other decisions or there's something not working right, right? So it could be just chemical and a person doesn't choose to have their chemicals, not hormones or whatever, not working right. But there are some things where we make a series of decisions And then the end result of those decisions, the warning sign of depression comes up. And when depression comes up, it's sort of like our body's way sometimes of saying, hey, if you continue to make bad decisions, you'll have negative emotional consequences. If I steal and get caught and then steal again and get caught and then all my friends abandon me and then I'm alone and then I am depressed because I'm alone – well, that depression is a warning signal to me. Yes. You're making decisions that are putting you in a place relationally mm-hmm. where you're not functioning ideally, which is in in trust relationships, and you've lost those. And On the other hand, we have people who have gone through different surgeries and whatnot, and their hormones are all just messed up, and they didn't choose anything. They're trying to, to do the best they can with their body. Some people's bodies just struggle in that way. They've done nothing. And so they wake up and they feel an overwhelming cloud of darkness and sadness over them. And they don't want to feel it. They're not excited about feeling it. And I would say it just depends on the person. And by and large, I'm just really uh, skeptical to point a lot of fingers around depression. If you're at the point of depression, let's say you come in to meet with me or you come in to meet with a counselor. We do want to diagnose like, hey, where did this come from? Yes. That's, that's going to be very yep. important. But the idea of just casting guilt and shame upon depression doesn't help the situation. Many people who are in the middle of depression are immobilized by fear, anxiety, a whole bunch of other things. And when somebody's in it, Mm -hmm. diagnosing it as sin right away may not be the most appropriate thing to do. Sometimes some people just need help
1: and they need to be loved well. So the answer is um, possibly. Possibly. So in my years of ministry, what I've seen when it comes to depression is generated from two sources. The first source is a medical source. Maybe there is a chemical imbalance that's going on, and a person will say, look, I'm just depressed. I can't get out of bed. I just don't have any energy. I believe God. I know God's doing great things in my life and wants to do great things through my life, but I just don't have any energy. I don't have the willpower, and I usually refer them. You need to go to a medical doctor. You need to get some tests done. But then there's the other side that I think to some degree Everyone goes through seasons of depression or potentially can go through a season of depression. And that depression comes from believing a lie or a lack of trust for God. So really those two sources. And I'm thinking about the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 18, 19. He says in his conversation with God, I alone am left to be your only prophet. I alone have done these things. I alone, he just keeps going, I alone, I alone. He's believing this lie that God is not in control, that he is the only one standing up for God. And I know, speaking for myself, when I get in those funky moments or seasons where I feel like, well, I'm doing all these things and no one else is helping, and I just don't have any energy, and God, where are you at? And it's the whining and the moaning, and to some degree, they could be justified. But it goes beyond the justification and it goes to the point where now I'm believing or like Elijah, they are alone. When you believe that lie that you're alone, you kind of retreat into a solitude, a place that you don't have other people around you or you're not around other people to see all the great things that they're too doing for God. Mm -hmm. The sad part about it is you believe a small lie, and then you believe another, and then you get another, and then keep you, just, you keep building this story in your head that is all untruths. Yep. And it can be very debilitating. Very similar to a medical debilitation. Um, Dehabilitation. Dehabilitation. <laughs> <laughs> Dehabilitation. Dehabilitation.
0: Oh, goodness. I do. One of, my, one of my favorite things is how you say words. <laughs> it brings me... Great delight. And I just hear it's it's like that
1: Kentucky-Ohio border, like, (laughs) accent, you know? And then every now and then it gets all the way down to Tennessee. Every once in a while. Every now and then it goes a little further south.
0: That's when you go crazy. (laughs) Well, if you you do experience a profound amount of depression, the best place to go is talk to a Christian counselor. Talk to a
1: counselor. For sure.
0: The next question is... It's it's been interesting because I have thought about this, but never to the point of taking action. So the question is, what is a stronghold? Yeah. It's interesting though, because we sing songs about breaking down strongholds and whatnot. And I'm excited to answer this because I've often wondered if our church understands the word. So Mm. let's talk about it.